Don't Explore the Bible, and today I'm being joined once again by G.B. Hal. G.B. is the editor of Biblical Illustrator. He was with us last week, and I didn't give you an opportunity to really talk about Biblical Illustrator, G.B., so why don't you share with our listeners a little bit about that resource? Sure, I'd love to. Thanks for letting me be with you today, Dwayne. Biblical Illustrator is a quarterly magazine that supports and gives in-depth information for our weekly Bible studies. We do Greek and Hebrew word studies. We look at biblical archaeology and geography and history and culture. We provide in-depth background information. It's a great magazine. So we, we would find help for the Explore the Bible lessons in that resource. Right? In that resource, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing with, it, with us about that, GB. We're going to be looking today at Song of Songs, chapter 5, verses 6 through 16. Let me just walk through this passage with the, the outline that's in our personal study guide and daily discipleship guide. First of all, in verses 6 through 8, we've entitled that The Cry for Companionship. In these verses, Solomon depicted the new bride as needing emotional support from her husband. She called out to others for assistance, but was met with abuse. The second section is entitled, A Call or The Call for Remembering, and and we look at chapter 5, verse 9. Solomon wrote of a response by the young women that challenged the bride to remember why she was attracted to her husband in the first place. The third section is entitled The Crux of Celebrating, and it looks at verses 10 through 16 of chapter 5. In these verses, Solomon told of the bride recounting the admirable characteristics of the husband, and in so doing, the bride is seen as reaffirming her love for her husband. GB, let's just jump right in here with this big question I want to put on the table, and that is how can we avoid this particular session becoming a therapy session or a dating class or flirting class or whatever you want to say? Yeah, that's not what we're looking for here. It's a great question. I think one of the things that would be helpful would be to uh, remember the entire quarter of studies. We've been looking at the book of Proverbs. We've been looking at what it means to live honorably, to pursue wisdom, and to to please God. And, And this class just becomes the next natural step in that. People have a hard time in the area of marriage and practicing fidelity in marriage, and it's just a reminder of that larger context. The the other thing is you can remember that we do live in a sex-saturated culture. It's an opportunity for you to review God's plan for intimacy, that this was his idea from the beginning. And and I think one of the other things is maybe to remind the class, probably early, about the those marriage vows, not to be entered into unadvisedly or lightly, but reverently and discreetly, soberly in the reverence of God. And that's how to treat this lesson, reverently and in the reverence of God, recognizing we're celebrating his word. Because this particular passage, uh, uh, chapter 5, is after the wedding ceremony. It's after the wedding ceremony. Because the wedding ceremony, the break is kind of like between, in chapter 3, if I remember right. That's right. Um, what are some practical ways a couple could remember the wives of their relationship? That comes out of the this, this section on verse 9. Think about remembering why she was attracted to her husband in the first place. So how can we help our, our folks do that in a practical way? We're not going to do this without being intentional. We've got to find ways to celebrate and to recall what drew us to each other to begin with. I read about a couple this week who celebrated their anniversary by every year repeating their wedding vows. They didn't just repeat it, Dwayne. They'd get on the tuxedo and the wedding dress. The whole ceremony. The whole, and they would come and repeat all of their vows to each other. And, and as the years went by, some of those words became more meaningful. After he lost his job for richer and poorer, took on a significance. When the, when the wife had had some kidney troubles in sickness and in health, took on a different 
meaning, but, but when things were better, when it was the for good, for better, that was a celebration. And, and I think part of what we need to remember is that, that we made a vow to this individual before God. I read this week also about focus on the family, and part of what they recommend is to look for a special time to celebrate why you got together to begin with. They say, get away, find time for just the two of you, and ask questions, not critical questions, questions like, um, what do you think our song is, and why is that special for us? What made you attracted to me to start with? Now, that may be dangerous territory to ask, <laughs> but, but, but maybe... What do you remember about our first date? What was outstanding about the proposal? And just think back and, and celebrate where you started. One of the great things about being married for many years is you celebrate a history together. Yeah, these folks were celebrating, and they'd just been married a day. <laughs> Listen, absolutely. She was, trying, she was being called upon to remember one day after the wedding yep. why she was interested in him in the first place. In verse 16, we find the word friend. She uses the word friend to define her husband. What's the significance of that word being used here in verse 16? I think for us to appreciate that, we kind of need to look at the context. I mean, in verses 10, 11, and 12, they're looking at how good-looking the husband is. He's got that hair that's dark and wavy, and he's strong. And Then it says beyond that that he's my friend. The truth is, Dwayne, people change. People don't always keep that dark, wavy hair. Somebody unexpectedly evidently is going in at my house in the night and painting some of my hairs this lighter color while I sleep. I don't know what's causing that. I understand. But people change. And the thing about the person being a friend, our spouse being our friend, is in spite of how our bodies change, we still value this heart-to-heart relationship. We have more in common than that which is just physical. So that that whole idea of being a friend deals with the idea of companionship. The the, the illustration you mentioned earlier about the couple repeating the vows every year and and how those took on different significance with different events, that points to someone who's, to a couple who's committed to being friends no matter what. And that's really what you see here is what I, way I understand. It, it really is. Uh, in the personal study guide and the daily discipleship guide, you're going to find a Bible skill. And the Bible skill points on, to reflecting on Genesis 2, 24, and God's intention for marriage in the first place. It's characterized in that verse as a lasting devotion. The, the Genesis 2, 24 verse is the leave and cleave and the two become one passage. You're asked to look at it, the Bible skill asks you to look at Matthew 19.5 and Ephesians 5.31 because you find that passage repeated. Matthew 19.5, it's being quoted by Jesus, and Ephesians 5 is being quoted by Paul, word for word, pretty much. Uh, So the skill encourages us to read the verses leading up to that, a quote to the verses after, and that that would give us some insight into marriage to begin with, the purposes of marriage, why it's valued and those type of things. And it helps us understand Song of Songs chapter 5 as well because it does relate to that idea of it being a lasting devotion. That idea of friend, once again, is carried in that definition. 
But that's a thing that, that you could use during the group time. It would not be a bad way. In fact, it would be a great way for you to conclude the study of Song of Songs, to use that Bible skill as the conclusion so that everybody can stop and think about the idea that this was God's plan from the very beginning for a husband and a wife to enjoy the kind of relationship that's identified in Song of Songs. GB, anything you would add to that? This is going to be a great study. I think it can enhance uh, relationships. And I think in our day, it's these are lessons that are valuable. We need to hear this. So I'm glad we're studying these these two weeks. Thank you for listening to us today. GB, thank you for joining us thank as well. Thank you for letting me be here. If you have comments or questions, you're welcome to send me an email at dwayne.mccrary at lifeway.com. That is D-W-A-Y-N-E dot M-C-C-R-A-R-Y at lifeway.com, dwayne.mccrary at lifeway.com. And I'll do my best to answer your questions. And if I don't know the answer, I'll find the right person who can answer your question, make sure that that information gets to them and you can get the answer that you need. This concludes our study of the books of Proverbs and Song of Songs. Next week we'll begin examining Isaiah. I encourage you to tune in for then as we start that study of that book during the fall quarter.